0: Thank you. Transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet. This is Alpha Mike, and you are listening to Raider Cop Podcast, episode 190. Coffee with a cop. Did it work? We will discuss this concept that emerged uh, a while back. I was actually surprised how long ago. And... Then we'll reflect on what we've been seeing, the relationship between citizen and police, and then ask the question, did it work? How do you get in contact with us? Well, it's easy, RadarCop.com. That is our website to hear our podcast. You can also catch our podcast wherever you catch your podcast Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pandora. We're all over the place. All you got to do is type in on the browser, Raider Cop Podcast, and we'll pop up. And the other way to contact us is through the official website, RaiderCopNation.com. There you can get more information on upcoming shows and more information about us, on that platform. Also, don't forget our social media. We are switching sides. Twitter's been kicked to the curb. Facebook's on the fence, but now we have MeWe, Wimkin, Club Hub. Boy, these names, Pauler. all of those. You can find us by Raider Cop or Radar Cop Podcast. Will pop up. Don't worry about it. So don't forget the Hardy's list on the website. We're putting that together. It is a section on our website that uh, RadacopNation.com that basically uh, has resources there for those people that want to help clean out the swamp for 2022. And we've dedicated that. We are on now, Monday. Wednesdays, Saturdays, big lineup. We want you to join our ranks today. You can go to RadioCopNation.com and just click on there that you want to uh, um, get the notifications or part of the newsletter, and uh, you'll be part of the nation as well. So Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, and uh, I've broken it down several times. I'll do it again real quick. Mondays, it's about guns and about the mob. Wednesdays is thinking out of the box, different concepts for law enforcement and roll call, the day-to-day operations. And Saturdays, we have the Buccaneer series, which deals with draining the swamp and those attacks that law enforcement are getting from politicians, as well as the word of God. Because without God, there's nothing we can do. And speaking of God, it's time for the Word of the Week. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20, and we encourage you to listen to the word on Saturdays. You can learn more about this, what I read, and many other passages. It's a small program program between 15 and 30 minutes long, but it will impact you spiritually. We build up our lives by studying physically, taking care of our bodies, but our minds, our spiritual well-being, we throw into a shoebox. So with this, we want to encourage you that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. So it's important that you have that spiritual growth we're going to jump into episode 190 coffee with a cop and the question is did it work let's examine it and let's not waste any time ladies and gentlemen Episode 190, Coffee with a Cup. Did it work? That is the question we're going to answer today. Who's going to be the panel to answer it? Well, that's you. First question. Did or did it not connect with the community? Now, this first question is a little tricky because depending on who you ask, the Answer would be subjective. For example, if I asked the chief of police of a specific community that wasted money on creating Coffee with a Cop and getting the officers trained, taking them off their positions to do this for whatever length of time that's all generating some budget from some place. That chief is going to say it's an outstanding program. But if I ask the neighborhood crook around the corner, his opinion may differ. We won't mention his opinion because we're not rated for a program like that. Kids may be listening. So depending on who you ask, let's continue going. Now, this program started in 2011 within the confines of California Horathon Horror, California Police Department. And it emerged from there. there is there the concept. And I would not doubt that it was somewhat successful there. It became so successful that they incorporated the program as a 501 C3. And officers from around the country get trained on this. They have partnered with uh, major retailers as well as, you know, as being sponsors. So there is a bubbly type of excitement over Coffee with a Cop. But in my experience with this and what i've seen it's usually like two people in in the coffee shop and they want nothing to do with the cop so the cop has to go over there and speak to them now social skills of police officers are not the best not all of us have had charming personalities that they bond with the community. And the community has only experienced negative contact with police. Let's face it. You took a red light, you smashed into a car, and the police officer saw the whole thing. That is not going to be a pleasant experience. Or you had a domestic and... Someone called the cops. So these are things that are probably ruin your day, and it most definitely will ruin your perception of police work if you're on the negative end. So another subjective question: Either you like police or you don't. But police really don't have the ability to say, well. I don't like the community or i do they're paid to protect the community and regardless who lives in that community what they look like what shape they come in what accent they have police have a job to do and they can't deny that they have a, a job to do and they can't refuse to do it so One side can have an opinion, the other side has a job to do. We can factor that in as well. Now, during the summer, we watched this confusing thing happening in in front of our very eyes that people were demonstrating as protesters, and everything looked so peaceful. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they became rioters. And you saw this over and over and over on television. Peaceful demonstration during the daytime. Sun would come down. And all of a sudden, it turned into rioters. And nobody could figure this out. But the media would tell us as you would see the burning buildings in the background and the crowd carrying uh, barricades and weapons and everything else, screaming, chanting death to the pigs, uh, they would tell you this is a peaceful demonstration to insult our injury, our, our intelligence, not our injuries. And so you have to ask yourself the, the question, 2011 Coffee, where the cop goes out, is masterminded by two wonderful police officers in uh, that department in California, and that concept starts rolling, and on paper, it looks like a great, great program, but in actuality, from the first time I saw it, I said, this has holes, and the reason it has holes is because it's supposed to teach you how to be a people's person when you should be a people's person. And sometimes for law enforcement, as I said, it becomes difficult to be a, a people's person and um, because the community hates you. And uh, the community has a massive uh, dilemma that they just can't trust police so it becomes difficult another issue that needs to be placed on the table so we can evaluate coffee with a cop and I'll take some of these major cities as an example so imagine applying for a major city anywhere in major city USA And once you get in on the department, you have to deal with areas that you've really never seen in your life. Um, they could be where minorities are at, poorer people. Some people have even given them the term ghettos, or in Spanish, barrios. And now here you are, and you're not from here. You're from the suburbs. And even having a casual conversation in English has become very difficult because either I don't understand their dialect or they don't speak English. So there's a barrier. And then you're about a 19, 20-year-old kid. And the only job you ever had was you worked at the local supermarket. And all of a sudden, here you are now with a position of power. You went to the academy. You got your badge. And you really don't have a lot of experience in life, period. And they throw you in this melting pot of a community. That is another huge obstacle that these agencies have to overcome. How can you bond to a community where you don't understand the community? Now, on the law enforcement side, if that individual officer is kept in that type of setting, without any explanation as to how to go about his day, what's right, what's not right. Not in his conduct, but in his approach to the community. Let me give you an example. Hispanics love to talk. You might not have noticed, but they love to talk with their hands. Occasionally, some of them get so excited, they start Raising their voice and talking with their hands. Sometimes, other people that are not Hispanics will look and and see them talking loudly, moving their hands, gesturing, and saying, "Bob, call nine one one. I think we have a problem." But in actuality, you don't. Hispanics sometimes will get so much into the conversation. That they have the the constant and occasional touch. That's right. They they're touchy feelies. Touchy feelies. So they grab you by the arm and they gotta give you the story and they tap you and they and and this keeps on going on and on and on. But imagine you don't have much experience with the community and here comes touchy-feely. You were taught at the academy, keep a distance. FY stance, in case anything breaks out, you're at the ready. You know, like in police academy, like that. You were taught to be ready. And all of a sudden, here comes touchy-feely. Happy-go-lucky, but he talks with his hands. He talks loud. There's no training you can have for some of this stuff. Now, there is Street Spanish for Officers. teaches them key little words to keep an ear out, like cochillo, knife, revobe, gun, that kind of thing. But most of the time, bad guys don't telegraph what they're going to do. They just do. So it becomes even more confusing. So how do I get this officer that's not from this community, lives out in the suburbs, this is not his culture, the Americans that live there, he doesn't really understand their dialect and the other residents have an issue with English. They don't understand it. And he doesn't understand any of the cultures in the community. But the chief wants him to patrol there for at least six months to get some experience with the, underneath your belt, son. Oh, and by the way, you've got a Coffee with the Cop event coming up next week. But don't be afraid because, now the local hoodlum will be sipping coffee with a cop. Because, see, code of ethics for bad delinquents is you're never caught seen talking to a cop. Because then the other thugs in the community will regard you as an informant. No, but we were having coffee with a cop. It's a program where... They get to know the community, we get to know them, and we bond and we, we become friends. That doesn't mean I'm telling them anything about our criminal enterprise. That might not work. So we have to answer the question based on the information that we have. Coffee with a cop, did it work? Now, let me add some more evidence on the table that will help us in our decision. The number one drug of choice of every uniformed personnel in the United States of America is coffee. Cops drink coffee for the sake of drinking coffee. Cops drink coffee cold, warm, lukewarm, very hot sometimes they don't even have ingredients to put in the coffee but I'll drink it black because they gotta have coffee they are obsessed with coffee and if you ask the majority of them and you say did you used to drink coffee before you you got in the department and they'll tell you nah how about you And you're a now, too. There's two of us. And there we are, two junkies at the coffee machine. Because that's what we do. We drink coffee. Now, I know there's the new millennials that they've got power drinks. Give them time. They'll break. See the old timers doing it. Or a couple doubles. Got your family, got your kids, they're little, they're crying, you couldn't get any sleep, there you are working a double. You'll get to love coffee and coffee will get to love you. So when they said coffee with a cop, how many raised their hand? Of course, usually, the ones that go to these activities, the command staff at the po- local police department pick the ones that play well with others because doesn't look good if you put the ones that don't play well with others in the coffee shop but most of the time you see it and the citizens just like shy away like I don't want to talk to you and then the cop is like walks over with his little pamphlet to get the conversation going hi (laughs) Uh, do you know what our program is coffee with a cop and then you want a free cup of coffee That kind of thing breaks the ice every time when you say the word "free." But did it do anything? Did anybody burn down a a city or a car this past summer and say, "You know what? What am I doing?" I had coffee with a cop once, and he was friendly. I'm just going home. This sucks. Or oh, they, they kept on saying pigs, pigs in a blanket. What happened? So we've got all the particulars that are on the tables. We know what works, what doesn't work. What is hampering police? Is it the uniform? How do I bond with the community? Now, as I said, this has actually become a course of four hours, they have another a more extensive course of eight to teach you how to be personable. Because apparently somewhere along the line, your parents didn't teach you how to speak to people. I remember as a child, if I dared walk in or through a room with adults and didn't say good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, I was dead. I would be publicly humiliated because my parents would make me stand at attention, call me back, get over here right now. And once I got there, don't you see who's here? Now say hello. And then you would have to say afternoon, whoever it was, or else. And then they never let you forget it either. But you have any manners? And you would shrug your shoulders. You didn't know if you had or you didn't. But you got the point when you became an adult. You said, I remember my parents used to bring me in there, work me over if I didn't do it. So now you kind of have the beginning elements of being personal. Well, if you go to the coffee shop to go talk up a storm in the middle of a coffee that you're not really drinking because you're too busy talking and the customer wants to eat his breakfast and doesn't really want to listen to you. And... Uh, The worst of it all, we know that the coronavirus killed the whole program. Did it work? I don't know. I can't answer it, but you can. But I do want to say this as I wrap up this episode. I'm not here to kick dirt on anybody's program. I'm sure it it has worked. It has a lot of success stories somewhere. Recently, I had the president of the Dominican Law Enforcement Officers of Florida, Mr. William Castro, and he talked about how uh, growing up in New York City, the New York City Police Department had a PAL pal, PAL club, and... uh, It gave him as a young person a very personable experience with police and he became one later on in life. PAL used to have boxing, baseball, basketball, all that. A lot of times it was cops would do the PAL on their off time, not on their duty time. Also, sometimes they would retire from the police department and they would take over the PAL club in the precinct or the neighborhood station. Where did that go? Why can't we find it anymore? Why is it struggling to come back? How come cops, when I was a kid, they were much more personal? How come when I was a kid, cops didn't get so excited? They talk to you once. You didn't get it. You were going to get it the second time. But that's not right. We don't want that. We don't want violence. Of course we don't. But unfortunately, that's all sometimes some people understand. As unfortunate as that is. Psychologically, that's all they learned when they were a kid beatdowns and then their behavior changed unfortunately they grow up become adults and they still believe that that's the concept where it's not the concept you shouldn't be putting your hands on any other person period but they don't know so how do you bond the community and the police together First of all, you've got like two magnets. One's a positive, the other one's a negative. And they can't connect. The reason they can't connect is because they don't understand each other's cultures or mindsets. But the the easiest way, remember the example I gave you about a kid that came from the suburbs and he got hired and here he was and he didn't understand the dialect and the other... Side of the community didn't speak English, and here he is confused and wanting to know how he gets around all these issues. The best way to do it is get this, get closer to the speaker so you can kind of understand the secret I'm about to reveal. Get somebody from the same diversity to break you in. That's right. So when touchy-feely wants to tell you the story, have a touchy-feely officer there too. And they'll slowly start to break you into that community. The do's and don'ts. Get it? Now you have a mentor. And you start growing into the community and appreciating the community. You start to invest in the community. There was a time I remember where police cars were pulled over to the side, parked, and they got out. And they actually walked around and talked to people in the community. Do you believe that? Unbelievable. And I'm sure they had calls. Of course, it's not as sophisticated as it is today with all the computers and radios and your department GPS system that knows where you are from approximately six inches of where you're actually standing. They can pinpoint where you are. It's not as sophisticated. We got that. When was the last time you saw an agency that had X amount of uh, officers in the squad or deputies in the squad, and they go, "Look, let's dedicate two two extra squads that uh, their job is just a bond. That's it. No, and handle no calls, only emergency calls. Everything else." We go with the five or the six that we have. We're gonna. Are you kidding me? City council will never approve that. That's the problem, folks. It's about leadership, and the leadership of these communities talk a good talk, talk a good game, but they don't want to spend a penny in getting it done because it's just not feasible okay in their minds they've got other important things they want to do like fund the library that's slowly dying because people now buy things digitally but we gotta have a building full of books because we're civil okay or the park the park's gotta have more functions you know stuff we can't afford but we'll buy it anyway and they got to stretch the dollar because a lot of these administrators are making more money. So we got to stretch that dollar. There's a lot of ways for the police to communicate better with the community and the community can absorb it and accept it. And that comes on a trial basis, and it also comes during a consistent basis. I can't park a car, get out, walk around, and then do it again, and people in the community go, didn't he do that about three months ago? Because that's not going to work. It has to be consistent. I can't have a former NBA superstar Show up to play a couple of hoops of basketball while the local television cameras are rolling. i not gonna do it, folks. That's why you saw what you saw this Sunday of this summer. And a lot of it is done by political hacks. They know this. They won't fund these programs. They drag their feet. The reason they drag it because they want that incident to occur. So, hey, look, I, this is a great episode, but I'm just a regular, you know, officer on patrol, man. I You know, I'm not a chief. I, I can't do this and I can't do that. No, you can't. But everywhere you go and you're told to go, you can be that breath of sunshine. And I know it's difficult to communicate sometimes with people that are complete animals. I got that. But there has to be a way where you can be you and also have your training that you've learned as part of your you. And that has to do with being a very much so uh, very patient, very, very much patient. You know, you... I mean, how do you bond with somebody when you're looking at your watch and you say, look, look, I'd I love to talk to you, but I got to go. I, gotta, I got 15 calls home. It's not going to work. And the chief or the assistant chief or the colonel or the major or the... Or the uh, captain or we can go all these high, they're sitting at the office guess what they're doing drinking coffee and they're not getting up out of the chair either not to go see no citizen well, sure they'll tell you they'll even write a memo and sign it it's so important to bond with the community we expect all officers not us to go to be professional at all times So bonding with the community, coffee with a cop did it work? Well, I don't know where you live. I don't know if you've ever seen what I am even talking about, but the only one that can answer that is you. Wherever you are, the community that you live in, do you have a bond with police? Do you trust the police? Or are you just into the narrative? So that's why you don't trust the police. So don't tell me you don't trust the police and not give me an example of why, right? So you'd have to say why you don't trust them. You had a bad experience? Got, got it, check. Put done down there. Right there. Done. Now we got to try to get you to overcome that bad experience. Make it into a good experience. Because you can't live chained to that bad experience for the rest of your life. So when I used to teach interpersonal communication skills, a lot of officers would say, you know, you do that very naturally. You do it very good. Yeah, just you know what? It's being a person. You, you become the same person. You are personable. All you do is take the training methods that you were taught, safe distance, at the ready, body positioning, and you're going to add that to your arsenal of being personable. When I was the instructor to laterals, laterals were people that were certified in law enforcement already and they wanted to come into the agency. They wouldn't really have to go to a full academy, so they would go to a lateral academy. That was one of the last assignments that I had. And I used to tell a lot of them and that maybe worked in a smaller agency. The one I worked in was quite large. And I said, not everybody here in this agency is personable, smiley, touchy-feely, not here. Some of them carry their misery around with them, even on break. But I would tell them, let me show you the defensive mechanism that you can automatically dispatch and throw out the arsenal day one as they meet you continue with that arsenal and you'll keep them all at bay and they would all you know listen attentively like I was going to give them a magic wand or something and I would smile that's it you smile good morning and they frown and you smile and the next day they frown and you smile. Then your buddy that came in the lateral class with you and also, he's smiling too. And the other buddy, that's three of you. And after you know, we're outnumbering the ones that have long horse faces and don't smile. It's about not changing who you are for the environment where you're going. You don't have to change who you are. You just have to build on your personal skills. This, I'm saying towards officers. So when I would teach I, interpersonal skills, it starts with that. Like for example, and we're going to get in these uh, episodes and I'm going to wrap up with this in in later courses that I'm going to teach on uh, suicide prevention you you know you have a person that's psychotic they're acting a little bizarre they want to end it all and they might be in an irate position most of the times they're not but let's say in this scenario they are and uh, maybe they're screaming because uh, the rage inside them is coming out And then you come on the scene, officer, I know everything. First name I know, last name, everything. And when you get there, you start screaming at them and telling them lower their voice and they keep on screaming. You can't tell me what to do. And you continue to scream and say, well, I'm here to tell you what to do. Keep your effing mouth shut. And then it goes back and forth, back and forth. And the citizens look and say, which one's the one that's crazy? Because the officer should be professional. So the first thing that the officer needs to do is talk normal. The bad guy will probably figure it out. He's not a bad guy, by the way, either. He had not done anything wrong besides have an episode but when you basically just talk normal eventually they'll catch up to your type of speech you figure it out real quick and never tell a crazy person what are you crazy because you open up a Pandora's box episodes like that are coming in the future well I teach you interpersonal communication skills and I give you examples. So you say, well, you know, it's easy to do textbook stuff, you know, but try you try to do that in the real life. You'll see. I did. I did. I was pretty good at it, too. In my arena, in my audience, they, they were crazy. Yep, sure were. I survived. I don't have the t-shirt. I grew out of it. But I survived. So it could be done. So the question here, coffee with the cop, did it work? It's your decision whether it worked or not. But if you didn't like it, if you don't think it's working, maybe you should ask those cops that are in those coffee shops, hey, is this thing working? Look at them in the eye, too, when they're talking. Get the truth out of them. Oh, we always wasting our time getting a free cup of coffee. Where's the coffee anyway? So, that's important. I think the coffee with the cop is dead and buried, if you ask me, because of Corona. It's my opinion. But so is uh, the... Police Athletic League, PAL. That's almost dead and buried too. Did world did a world of good. Admirer. And I'm I'm sure in the 50s and 60s and 70s. It did wonders. The cops took time to get these kids to come around. Their own personal time. And that's important. Okay, what's up next? Well, I got an episode that leads right into this one. Episode 191 on February 13th. And it is titled, Overcoming Evil with Good. I don't have a camera, but I smiled when I said good. Smile overcomes evil. Frown. Evil, frown, good, smile. And that is uh, February thirteenth. Also, don't forget, Kilo Sierra coming up on the fifteenth. He's right on the up on deck circle again. Kilo Sierra, we got a great show coming for you on the fifteenth as well. As always, it is my honor and pleasure to be your host here on Raider Cop Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself because. Without you in the game, there's nothing. Continue to pray for your family, your community, the law enforcement agencies that serve you. And most importantly, continue to pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm out.